trying to break down preconceived ideas what faith is all about mm-hmm. um, you know and I was a vicar's kid you probably see the, the cross in my forehead um, <laughs> and so life was quite strange because you're expected to be a, a real goody goody and you know you're obviously in church 18 hours a day but you know I, there's, a, there's a verse in the bible John 10 10 about living life to the full mm-hmm. uh, and I really do believe uh, I'm pretty sure that if Jesus was out today he would definitely be a surfer and a skateboarder um, because he's got the look yeah absolutely <laughs> but it's one or two surfers who've got that Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts, I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. On this episode we speak to Phil Williams. Yeah, Phil Williams, head of Christian Surfers UK. Yeah, total legend. Uh, Yeah, total legend. Nobody I've ever spoken to has a bad word to say about this guy. And he knows everyone. He knows everyone. Even Bethany Hamilton. Yeah. But before we get into this one, a word from our sponsors. Yes, the sponsors of this show is Golden Boy. That's boy as in B-U-O-Y as in sea boy. Yes, or buoy as you say in, in America. America, Australia, yes. everywhere else. Yeah, so to get 10% off at Golden Boy, use the discount code UK Surf Show at the checkout and that will get you 10% off anything you order from Golden Boy. Yeah, lovely retro clothing, lovely retro surf clothing it looks like, yeah, like yeah. from... Like our kind of era, like the 90s. Yeah, like like old boys. (laughs) (laughs) The good days, yeah. Um, Yeah, proper nice stuff. And they do loads of good things like um, give money to the RNLI. They, everything's all recycled and... And you get those little tiny seed packets. Oh yeah, the little seed packets. It's not a packet, it's just a piece of paper with seeds in it. Yeah, so so when you get your order, you can rip that up and plant it. Just fully, everything's recycled, even down to like um, kit bags where they've got the like big bucket bags which are made out of recycled boat material and stuff. Yeah, like I that. think I've seen on their website they do something like a like a like a rubbish collection bag as well that you kind of yeah. wear on your hip on the beach and you just pick stuff up, yeah. and stick on it. A whole cool. range of stuff. So go and check them out. That is goldenboy.com. And also, if you want fifteen percent off at Northcore, use the code SS twenty twenty one. Um, we're not going to read all the discount codes out anymore because we've no, got it's like a mountain of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what we've done in a way you can support the show and get extra discount codes as well is on Buy Us a Coffee. There is now a membership part where you, there's four different membership tiers where you can support the show and get discount codes as well. So for the discount codes to stop the bots crawling through them and getting them and putting them out everywhere, it's one pound a year. When you go on that. Make sure you click year, not month, otherwise it will charge you £1 a month. And that £1 for the year will get you all the discount codes. And there's codes there from Golden Boy, Northcore, Logfin Co, Pulse Roll, um, Adrenaline Athlete, Cosin, and there's more added that... There's going to be more, and it's going to be constantly changing as well, isn't it? So yeah, it's a really good way to support the show if you... If you like listening, because um, it's obviously all free and it will always stay free, but if you want to support us, then that's a really good way to do it. Yeah, um, there's four tiers there. So there's the £1 tier that will just get you all the discount codes, may post the additional thing on there. And then there's, I think there's three other tiers up to £2, £3 and £5 a month. Whatever you want to want to support, you can. they're optional. You're going to explain what the tiers get you. Yeah, so your membership is your £1 a year. It says £1 a month, but if you click on it to join, it gives you an option to change that a year. So £1 for the year will get you all our exclusive discount codes that you'll get for this, and that'll help you support the show. The second tier is the bronze tier. That's £2 a month, 
and this will go towards helping the running costs of the show and it will also get you exclusive posts and messages and also the exclusive discounts. There's also £3 a month or £30 for the year and that will help support the show on a monthly basis, unlock exclusive posts and messages, uh, unlock discount codes and access to full libraries. So anything we've posted before you joined up to that, you'll also have access to be able to see that. And the last tier is the gold membership. That's £5 a month or £50 for the year. And for that, you will support the show on a monthly basis. You will unlock exclusive posts and messages. You will get exclusive discount codes and also extra discount codes. Yeah, those extra discount codes will be more money off than the £1 a month tier as well. And you'll also get access to the full library. There will be behind-the-scenes content and also work-in-progress updates, which is we basically tell you what we've got planned and what's coming up and who we're interviewing. Yeah. So if you go to our website, click on support the show, click on buy me a coffee, and then there is a membership header for for that page isn't there and if you click on that that's where you can get access to yeah. the different tiers yeah so when you go to uh, buy me a coffee it'll come up on the support bit first of all where it just says buy us a coffee you can buy one three or five coffees if you just wanted to donate or support the show that way but next to that tab there's membership click on click on that and there's all the memberships down there yeah and you can also put support the show by if you plan on going to the wave, you can book a session through us on the same page and it supports the show that way. Yeah. So you get something and we get something. Yeah. Talking of the wave, halfway through this interview, there was a good bit. So this, just before this episode comes out, so the weekend before this, we went to a surprise birthday party for, for Dom from Origin Surf Co. Um, he there didn't know anything like about it. There us there, wasn't there? It was yeah. great. Uh, well, yeah, he didn't know anything about it, and his wife had sorted out a surprise, got us all in a group, and all of his sort of friends and people he knows yeah. went to... Favourite customers. Favourite customers, yeah, which is uh, <laughs> me and you. I think it's me, but he thought he should say you as well. And, um, yeah, so we went to a surprise party, but halfway through this, Leighton sort of tells Phil about this surprise party that's coming up, yeah, and yeah, I absolutely in. crapped myself because I thought this was going to come out before the party, yeah. so we are going to ruin the whole surprise. So, uh, yeah, I, I left it in now. It's been and gone. Thanks for that. Thanks for leaving in my mistakes. That's all right. I'm leaving your mistakes. I, yeah. I took all mine out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we did have a good session at the Wave. Well, no. No. Mm, it, I mean, we had a good time, but the session, I, I, I must admit, I didn't have a very good session. i still feeling, oh, I don't know what I've had. I've had some sort of virus thing. It's, it's not COVID. Um it, I, I had a cold and I just can't get over it. Mm. I've just, just been like six weeks now and I've got absolutely zero energy. And Something going around. I was just trying to paddle for the wave, in the wave, for the wave, and I, I, I had nothing left. I had <laughs> nothing left. I just And literally, as soon as I paddled out, I was knackered already. Like, And I, I caught, I think I caught, well, the first wave I didn't even catch. I sort of just rolled off of it. And the second one I tried to paddle... And then you got the guy on the side going to me, yeah, mate, if you just angle this way or just paddle a bit up. And I like trying to, th- I'm calmly trying to think to myself, I know what to do, yeah. but I've got no energy. <laughs> I nearly got out after like the second wave, but I hung on till, well, to, well, one before the end, I think I got out one, where there was one wave left. And I was just like, I can't even be bothered to go back out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was good to be there with everybody. Everybody's having yeah. a great time and all there for Dom. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was, yeah, it was really nice to meet them all. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I think, I don't know. 
because we've been surfing throughout the summer and into the autumn as well in in like summer suits, which are obviously more flexible. I, I think if I remember rightly, the first session or two back wearing a winter suit, I always struggle a little bit because you're a little bit more restricted. Yeah, a bit more restricted. But um, so yeah, talking of the wave, if you do go there, you will have probably seen Phil there at some point because he's there all the time. He's good friends with Nick, as he says about in this. And um, yeah, don't forget if you are going, go through our website, support the show and book the wave through there. Here we go. Cool. It's great to be on the podcast for you guys. Uh, I'm Phil Williams and I I suppose my full-time role is looking after Christian surfers throughout Europe, which is a, a charity. I've been doing that for coming up to 28 years and then in my spare time, so to speak, I'm one of the volunteer directors um, for Surfing England uh, as well as very, one or two other little volunteer roles and then heavily involved with the WAVE. Um, wave project and and yeah very exciting things of like that and i still skate i turned 60 was it earlier this uh, year and i still yeah, skate yeah. so yeah we, you're we, never too old to skate yeah definitely <laughs> definitely and well we we saw online you ch- you turning 60 and you had a beautiful longboard for your six shift didn't you and i saw you surfing that as well i think i sent you a message saying oh you, what was the setting you surfed it on it was the was it the advanced or yeah the advanced plus? yeah the story behind it was it's um during lockdown, obviously, I did the right thing. and um, I, I found the first lockdown, March through till whenever it was, June, mm. was okay because I was working, volunteering virtually full-time, looking after the food bank here mm-hmm. and also the home deliveries on the prescriptions. And so the sun was shining as well, so that was okay. And then yeah. I found that I think a lot of people, November through till I think it's April the 12th when I could surf again, <laughs> that, was, that was really tough. So yeah. I used to take myself off to nature, mm-hmm. used to grab my camera and wander through. There's a place in Bristol that's got um, one or two kingfishers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that became my sort of bird of the lockdown. Um, and the guy then for my 60th, uh, the Muddy Brothers, i.e. the Seven Boar community, mm-hmm. um, got together with a guy called Ben Rogers. And he basically shaped this incredible longboard. Um, and it's... it's uh, the underside of it is a, a kingfisher leaf in, in uh, silk. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, obviously the pattern of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a pretty special board. and I'll, I won't be taking it anywhere near the mud. But certainly. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you actually took it to the wave because that wall terrifies me. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's that thing of like Leighton's taken his in there. I haven't been in there with my own board yet. And I, I'm still a bit like... I don't yeah, want to go difference too close here to the wall. is feels a really good surfer. There is that. <laughs> uh, if, if you'd seen me this morning, I, I I did the expert left this morning just for the second time ever, and I certainly had a bit of humble pie on a couple of those. By the end of the session, my head was just turned. I wasn't sure what I was doing, but the last three waves, I've never missed waves there. I missed both of those. That was the nearest I've gone to damaging. Oh, the really? board, I think. But you waves. say that, and I, I saw a video of you this morning uh, that you posted earlier, <laughs> and you said, "Oh, the, the first wave I caught before the GoPro died." And I thought I'd try the left again. And I was like, try the left, the expert left. And I was like, if I could surf half of that, I could die happy. Yeah. Oh, man. So you're, so you're the head of the Christian Surf. Is it Christian Surf Club? Christian Surfers UK. Christian yeah. Surf, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's Europe as well, then? Yeah, so I look after um, from Norway in the north way down to Portugal. Yeah. And they've actually thrown in Middle East and Africa at the moment for my temporary role, which is all a volunteer's role. I mean, I'm a volunteer and all the people yeah. that volunteer within those countries. So there's 10 countries in Europe I look after. So do well, you get to travel to all these places and surf as well? 
Um, I well in my in my role, what I try to do is to obviously a lot of connections because there's only so many time and so much finances, yeah. and mm-hmm. you're trying to be very clever with that because a charity never has much money. So every time you go somewhere, um, you've got to add value. Yeah, so yeah. for instance, all being well in November this year, I'm going to Norway for the Christian Surfers Norwegian Gathering. So mm-hmm. that way, I'll meet up everybody. And uh, some countries will actually, you know pay for me to my flight and that and other people will just buy me a drink or something and that's it <laughs> yeah. and I n- try not to differentiate between those yeah um and so under normal circumstances I would probably have tried to visit five or six countries of those and then we'd have a, a regional gathering a European regional leaders gathering right once a year where mm-hmm. I'd try and bring all the rest together yeah um so again it's you normally travel in the winter months because it's so much cheaper. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, it's... And like, the surf's better. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, travel, I've never thought of that. Travel is quite well worked out for surfers. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I well, once had to run the... They asked me to run the bizarre story, but the Norwegian Surf Championships. Right. And I asked them, when is it? And they said, March. And I said, you're kidding me the norwegian surf championships in march and i literally went over there with everything i could muster to have a freezing cold march and uh, i got there and the surf was of course it was cold the water temperature about three three and a half degrees and it went down to minus 11 at night and there was a big snowstorm between the first and second day and so we had real trouble getting to the contest site but they built a wooden judging porter cabin there right. was a, a wood-fired hot tub there. Oh, there was nice. all these uh, places with hot coffee and uh, pancakes, and uh, it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> did anybody like actually compete? <laughs> yeah, there was a good crew of people, and uh, yeah, and for me, one of the highlights was on the Sunday when we were clearing up from the party. I saw the Northern Lights. So oh, it was, uh, amazing! Oh, wow. yes. oh there's not people, my, many my people wife never that. forgives me for that. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't go with you on that one. No. Oh. Like, how do I tell her? And she'd already spotted that they were seeing that Scotland that night. She said, "I know you've probably seen them." So, oh. oh. So, so what does um? Sorry, Pete. What, so what does the entail then? Being a volunteer for the for Christian Surfers. Um, I suppose at the heart of it, it's um, you know. Try to break down preconceived ideas of what faith is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was a vicar's kid. You probably see the, the cross in my forehead. Um, <laughs> and so life was quite strange because you're expected to be a, a real goody-goody and, you know, you're obviously in church 18 hours a day. But, you know, I've, there's, a, there's a verse in the Bible, John 10.10, 10, about living life to the full. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really do believe... Uh, I'm pretty sure that if Jesus was out today, he would definitely be a surfer and a skateboarder. Um, <laughs> Because he's got you know, the look, yeah, absolutely. In fact, there's one or two surfers who've got that look as well, and uh, yeah, it's just really saying that it is, you know, for me, it's not about you know, whenever we do our volunteering, we sort of volunteer for other organizations inviting us in, and then we do our own things. And it's right to me, I'm not a I don't Bible bash and all that sort of stuff. It's like mm-hmm. you get to know me as an individual, and then we'll feel what makes you tick, yeah. And then I just share very simply my, my, my faith. And if they're interested, great. And if their eyes glaze over, no problems yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. yeah we, were, we were talking because it's surfing's a very sort of, there's a very spiritual side to surfing. Mm. And, you know, it must be ha- nice to have something that you can connect that to. Because a lot of people, like we're always saying, we're, we're sort of always searching for that what that is, what that feeling you get, you know, you only know when you've ridden a wave, you mm. get that feeling of sort of complete oneness, basically, with everything. Mm. And it might, must be nice to have something to connect that to in, in life as well. Yeah, and I think, as you say, only a surfer knows the feeling is the great phrase, isn't it? And, and I think you're right, for a lot of surfers, 
you know, this whole thing of sort of um, uh, a thin space, sort of a blue health, all that sort of thing, which is really, really positive for your health. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, when I'm sitting out back, sun's either setting or rising or whatever, or this amazing beauty, it's just like, well, personally to me, I believe that God created the earth and other people mm-hmm. have different views, you know. But to me, I think it just ties in with my sort of life to the full view and it sort of just goes hand in hand. And so whatever we do with Christian Surfers, we're just trying to support the surfing community. Yeah. Um, so even later on this year, um, the Welsh crew is supporting the Welsh, there's a Welsh champs or not a Welsh champs, there's a Welsh club competition in three weeks time. The Scottish crew are helping um, Scotland 5th to 7th of November up in Thurso. Yeah. Um, we've just come on the back of the interclubs and all sorts of things. And it's yeah. just showing support. We've got no money, but we've got a great bunch of volunteers. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't need it when you've got a great, yeah, great bunch of people. Uh, is that and is that the um the jesus surf classic you run as well yeah so the jesus surf classic is our 30th year next year so wow. it's one of the longest running and, and largest comps now and um we That's actually just for the southwest no it's it's for everybody's invited um, right. and it's our opportunity just to to put on something for the surf community and even though it's called the jesus whatever yeah um i discourage my members for joining because if they're if they're regular on the tour, that's great. But mm-hmm. if not, then you should be serving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so about 13 years ago, we got so big that we took out this longboard event. So we've now got the Jesus Surf Classic in September in Croyd. Mm-hmm. And there's up to 160 competitors for that. Wow. And then uh, just two weeks ago, we did. We had 92 competitors at Longboard Classic in yeah. Polzeth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there was one year, I think it was 2003 or 2007, it was a... Croyd and it was 186 competitors it was three peaks it was six to eight foot hurricane swelling 80 degree heat and I it broke me I thought we're never ever gonna do that again I suppose we, we were talking to um Ashley Braunton yeah. last week and he was saying about the uh the Jesus classic I think, I think he was going to the one in yeah. Poles F mm, the, yeah. the week after we yeah. um chat to him yeah. yeah and he was saying like it's, it's one of the best competitions that there is out there the way they get looked after and the way the way the whole thing's run. Mm. Um, but he did bring up that same thing of like, there's no money in, in competitions. And you think with the big companies out there, you for especially like you're just saying the numbers that you're getting for mm. these things, that the big companies would be like throwing money at you to mm. like advertise and stuff like that. Mm. But Yeah, it's a real, you know, I've got many hats on when I think about that. One of the things that frustrates me is so often is when, and I won't name any of the companies, but when their main advertising is using surfers and yet they never put any money to surfing, it just yeah, does my head yeah. in. And I, I think it's very hard and you can see both sides of it. But to me, you've got some real focus. But when Dave Reed's tour was maybe five, six, seven events, the UK Pro Surf Tour, mm-hmm. some of those events, the literally the prize giving was it was getting dark. It was on some freezing cold beach somewhere. <laughs> and if you'd been the main sponsor for that, it would have been mm-hmm. very hard to justify, well, have I got value for money for that? So it's, yeah. you can see it in both ways. But I think with um, there's a lot of smart cookies now in, in within surfing who I think understand that. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of the key guys today, and it was really about how we can leverage that because I think anybody I think who's in involved with sort of organisation of surfing in the UK wants to see that pathway. Mm-hmm. for a lucas skinner or a, an alice barton or whatever yeah to be that next you know person that may get on to you know really up and down so what can we do in the interim yeah. to help that person and sponsorship no doubt about it has got to be one of those so yeah, yeah but yeah some 
one or two companies are great and others like come on yeah <laughs> yeah well for seeing how long your competition's been going for so you've really seen some of the bigger names like so this last week you know ben skinner did um, absolutely amazingly over in america didn't he at the the longboard um longboard championships i think it i think he posted he's now class as fourth in the yeah. best in the world yeah and he's obviously been going to your we chat when we were chatting to ashley he said that you know well they were all kind of they were all on like, like the circuit back in the day and you've seen these guys almost grow up yeah for, absolutely and you've seen Ben was even smaller than me. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy now. <laughs> I, I was just wondering where you were going. I was just like, the, the, the more words came out of your mouth, I was thinking, you're going to make Phil feel really old. <laughs> like, you remember when they were born, don't you? <laughs> probably their kids are now also entering the car. In fact, they are, yeah, because yeah, Lucas yeah, yeah. and Nola and yeah. that sort of stuff. But it must be quite a nice feeling to, to because like the surf community is around now. You've been there from the beginning of, of that. Yeah, I mean, I first, I first, um, my first role, I suppose, in surfing, it wasn't planned role, was I went to Plymouth Poly in 1980 to 83. Mm-hmm. And in those days, whoever won the, what is now the Bucks, the British universities, in those days, it was the National Student Championships, would have to host them. Mm-hmm. There was no sponsorship or anything. So literally, I was chair of the club. We won it three years running. So my first comp was the, the National Student Championships down at Skewjack, Skewjack Surf Village. Right. And you learned so many things very, very quickly. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I suppose, when I first started. Mm-hmm. And then I was the, I think it was called the Inland Rep for the BSA, the British Surf Association, many, many years ago. Right. Um, and then, um, yeah, then Christian Surfers got involved and 30-odd years of connecting yeah. the surf so industry. Is that when you started surfing then? Um, I started surfing when um, I was actually lived in Western Supermare. And I used to skateboard a lot. And there was an amazing bowl, skate bowl at um, Kidderminster Safari Park. And it was a most beautiful skate bowl with nice coping at the top. <laughs> and there was a bit of graffiti saying, go ride a wave. And uh, I suppose I was about 14 at the time. So we, we'd never get away with it now. We used to hitchhike from West of Supermare <laughs> down to North Devon. Yep. We used to hire surfboards in the day, uh, ride Barnstable Skate Park and then um, sleep in the sand dunes overnight. <laughs> and um, yeah. Us living the life. That, that was <laughs> And surviving as well. Yeah. That's, well, that's where I first got involved. And then Plymouth Poly when I was 18 was my first. I'm sure the education was important. I didn't miss any lectures, but I did do a fair bit of surfing. <laughs> well, you mentioned surfing in Westernham. So we live around Western and um, we've never surfed there because. We very rarely see anything that's surfable. So we were just chatting before this, and uh, before this podcast. So we've got to keep an eye out now for that elusive wave that comes into Western. Because how can we how can we live around there and not have surfed it? You know. Yeah. So well, do you I know do you know what it is that sets it off? Or yeah, basically, I mean, obviously, this is obviously top secret because it's just you, the two of us, and, and myself. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, yeah, the, the, what top? It's it's got to be a force eight and above. Right. So there's no there's no charts or anything involved. It's like if it gets to southwest or westerly force eight, there yep. will be a wave at Western. Right. And, right. Um, That's a mental note. <laughs> um, and I remember I took Nick Hainsfield when I first got to know him probably ten years ago, and I can't believe we're still friends. But he said to me, <laughs> I, I asked him what he was doing that night, and he said nothing. I said, "Well, why don't you come surf with me at Western?" So we laughed and then he arrived a little bit earlier than planned. Mm. And he said, Phil, you are joking. We went to Nightstone and the <laughs> tide was still too far out. 
And I said, with, with Weston, you, you've got to get changed, be ready to go. Because as soon as it's on, it's, it's so on. so quick, the tide, yeah. Um, and um, it's fair to say there is, a, there is a, a very interesting taste when you duck dive. <laughs> I am convinced it's silt as opposed to anything worse. Um, I'm not. But, yeah, you are. but it's, uh, yes, it's certainly not something you would look forward to because it's always, in the, in the summer, actually, we used to get some of the... Uh, the holiday maker yobs throwing stuff at us off the, the off the pier, but at least there were floodlights. So, yeah. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned uh, Nick Hainsfield, and, and so you've been friends for ten years now. Mm. We interviewed him. I think it might have been at that adaptive um, the yeah, day the adaptive uh, surf yeah, that, competition that, at the wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the first one. The weather, the bad weather yeah, that yeah, we were yeah. talking about yeah, earlier. October so we interviewed him. Twenty twenty. We were saying when we were, when we were driving down here, you're probably the most connected surfer in the uk definitely in the southwest everybody knows you and we mentioned before the podcast you know that everybody we've chatted to everybody says what a lovely guy you are and and there's not a bad word to be said about you so you what does that what does that feel like being that connected like you're you're are you you in fact the nicest guy in surfing (laughs) (laughs) now i've gone bright red but thankfully you can't see that um no, I think there are some amazing people in surfing. And I, I suppose if you, if you said what makes me tick, mm-hmm. I love connecting people and I love helping people develop. So yeah. if you then add on, I suppose, my faith side of that and also my surfing side of that and this sort of privileged role I've got within Christian Surfers, which gives me time to invest in the surf community, then, mm-hmm. you know, if you've been in the industry for 30 years, you, you make a lot of contacts. And I'm one of those that I feel really strongly on this whole mental health thing at the moment that if you're a buddy of mine, I don't lose touch with you. Mm -hmm. Um, You might want to lose touch with me. You've got no chance. (laughs) (laughs) And so I suppose one of my, if there's such a thing as a strength, is carrying on connecting with people. In lockdown in particular, I suppose I would, you know, my day would start because all the things that I used to love, apart from my family and my faith, were gone you know yeah, all yeah. my travel all the, the community stuff mm. so i used to have a little quiet time here and i think who am i going to think about and encourage today and i'd have a little prayer and then think ah oh, yeah what about such and such what about and i've always got a view that if thinking about somebody then let them know mm, you know yeah. and they might think oh that's nice Phil. or they might think you know what that word that encouragement was just what i needed yeah um, yeah and so yeah i've just been very blessed to 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 be able to just um walk alongside a lot of people and at the same time, they've helped me as well. You know, it's yeah. not a, definitely not a one-way system. No, no, yeah, that's, that's a really nice way to look at it, actually. Like, yeah. you know, thinking of someone, if you are thinking of someone, give them a call, give them a... Yeah. So your, I would say, recent appointment then is um, you are the team manager for the Adaptive Surf team. Is that right? How, how did that come about? Um, I've always had a, you know, a, a, a real passion to see those that perhaps have got more physical struggles than I on a surfboard because mm-hmm. uh, nothing gives me a thrill just seeing somebody for the first time going and obviously with um, when adaptive surfing became probably about six years ago now and we ran the first adaptive games and it was at Watergate Bay I'm on my word <laughs> the weather was just absolutely hideous um, <laughs> and that was my first sort of inkling into it and then as we've gone on, I think the next two years were at Fistral and one year was just beautiful and brilliant. Yeah. And the next year we just saw, um, these are such athletes, like it was high tide Fistral and they were just being trashed on the uh, sand and we had catchers and pushers. <laughs> um, and so I've always had a, a great affinity with them and they're, they're 
brilliant characters and um yeah so there was there was the sort of the, the longer term volunteer job going with surfing england and i couldn't do that there's no way i would even consider doing that with what's going on but they said well for some reason we need a safe pair of hands to do the worlds in pismo and like 6th to 11th of december so right. would you consider doing it so it's a you know i just thought my events for the year were beginning to run down and i was gonna have a nice chill up to christmas but <laughs> so it's an honor and a privilege and i'm very excited so in a roundabout way they just roped you into it anyway. yeah they did yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i said no in the first place <laughs> well, you you were telling us um some of the, like, the inspirational athletes that were part of that i was wondering if you could um say that one well, it's gonna be a bit weird because you've already told us the story but uh one of the guys you said about it had um like 10 percent sight and just how he navigated yeah to yeah, get yeah. to the competition was kind of amazing like yeah a guy called david um and uh, he's he's um uh, i would say probably might insult you david probably mid 40s maybe in early 50s mm-hmm. um and i first saw him at the wave that the year that you invited nick and it's you know the weather on that friday night was absolutely hideous when yeah. we were setting out and I, I saw david and he was sort of on his own uh, with his little stick and i just got talking to him and just said well where are you from and um he said hampshire and i said well how do you get here where's your car or whatever or your buddy and and he said i'm on my own i said what do you mean you're on your own and he said well i've i caught like literally a bus and then two or three trains and a taxi <laughs> and uh, it was by this time it was getting dark and I said well can I get you can I get you a run back to the um back to where you're staying tonight because the event was the next day and he said just just literally put me on the white line at the start of the walk to the car park and I'll make my way there and the, and the taxi will pick me up <laughs> and uh you know that's the type of character they are it's just like yeah we can do this you know yeah. and when no. you're full of those types of people it's the least i can do is make an effort to hopefully yeah. there's like almost like there's no obstacle that's too too big you know like we're almost like they need to prove everybody to everybody that yeah we can do this we yeah. got this not only if they got it but they're some of really really good surfers <laughs> most of them have got it better than most able-bodied people yeah well definitely yeah. that goes for us yes. <laughs> I, I remember once i, I paddle out um uh, friends of mine know Bethany Hamilton really well and we were in Portugal and the, the whole Roxy team were staying there and um, the next day we went out to surf at a local break and it was like quite choppy and it was a onshore uh, and I paddled out behind Bethany Hamilton obviously one arm and yeah. she was darn sight quicker than me <laughs> <laughs> and that's just wow, on the paddle out that, that little story of just oh yeah I was just paddling out behind Bethany <laughs> yeah. yeah so we were right you are the best connected surfer no, not just in the UK then maybe the world <laughs> it's, it's Kelly Slater and Phil <laughs> well, Ke- Kelly loves and I you know you could mistake us couldn't you until yeah. <laughs> well they was going on to like your kind of fame I suppose and um so the book by Tom Anderson, you were in that as well. You, that you've right? done your sort of research. Point, yeah, they, you? they, well, I, was, I was reading um, Grey Sky and Green Waves. And uh, yeah, you come up on there because I think he mentioned it. Are you in like the little bio bit at the back when he says, oh, uh, it says about the UK, traveling in the UK as, as like a journey. And he also meets a religious man. He prays for waves <laughs> and gets them. As well. so for anybody who doesn't read the book i don't know if you know what he wrote about you or if you could say yeah i um it was quite weird because i had no idea he was writing it right and i only started i mean tom's tom's a good friend from from south wales and a really really good author um yeah. 
And yeah, I just in text say, oh, Phil, I've just been reading about you. I'm thinking, what's that in? Anyway, obviously found the book. Tom never mentioned it. And it was all about the Surf Classic, probably about 10, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, as a person of faith, faith is a scary thing because sometimes you have to do things which aren't logical. <laughs> and even in those days, the surf forecasts were, were quite accurate. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, it was due to be completely flat for the Jesus Surf Classic. And I get really stressed because I'm concerned about you as the um, people that are competing, mm-hmm. 75 people that are volunteering, all these people, accommodation and that. And it's like, so you, the calls you have to make, any <laughs> contest director would know, it's pretty stressful. Um, and for some reason, even though the chart said it was going to be flat as a pancake, I just felt prompted to say, no, we're going to hold it. And um, which even now I'm thinking, what on earth was I playing at? But anyway, so... Um, and. The mad thing about it is people believed there would be surf. So Tom, even though, you know, it was due to be flat, he said, no, it's a Christian surfers event. It's bound to be waves. <laughs> <laughs> so he came from fourth core and as he came around the bend at, uh, at um, not Baggy, the, um, what's the other point? Um, down end. Uh, yes. He yeah. saw this small individual um, with his feet in the water on Friday evening, uh, just, just single. And it was just me just having some thoughts and praying and, saying god i could redo some waves um anyway so that was what the story that's where it all started yeah um and um on the saturday morning it was flat as a pancake Mm. um and then uh we had an amazing time actually we just did mad paddle races and all that sort of stuff and you made the most of it and then the sunday even though it was due to be nothing this swell came in and and it was just really clean, beautiful swell, and oh, wow. we completed the whole event in one day. It was <laughs> oh, amazing. amazing! So you are you are actually the original wave maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick, I'm one of your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is so cool, though, isn't it? Like, uh, and and the fact that you you're in that book, and that's what I mean. Like everybody we chat to, everybody seems to know you, and and they all know you like on first name terms and stuff. Like when we were talking to Ashley, he said, "Oh." Because I, t- I think he couldn't remember the last time he competed or something like that. And he said, oh, yeah, it feels going to kill me. Like. Yeah. yeah. So you've surfed and been involved in surfing all over the UK. Where are your favourite spots in the UK? Or, or where favourite spots that are on Magic Seaweed that I can put out? I don't have to use the bleep machine anymore because people keep saying spots and I have to bleep them out. <laughs> well, obviously, after Western Supermare, you can't really follow that, can you? Um, <laughs> I got my formative years for sure. Bantham, I used to love Bantham. You know, in the early eighties, that's where the Pollywallies used to go mm-hmm. on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, and still, I mean, it's really, really crowded, obviously, but still love Bantham. Um, and it's actually beautiful, Dan. I'm sorry, I, I walked the coast path uh, this year, and it, the part of it went through Bantham, and um, it's like a sandbank out there, isn't there? Yeah. That's that's is that where that's why I saw it was firing when I walked through Absolutely. it, and that's yeah. where it stays because it just looked. Like a really easy paddle out, yeah. You paddle out and across, and you're yeah. Miss, and sometimes the current can take you places that you don't want to go, but right. in in general, yeah. Um, so I could see and then even in, nice in those days, you know, we used to we found this little place by Whitsand, little which was again pretty deserted then, but nowadays it's, it's quite busy. And I think for me, the North Coast, uh, Cornwall, and Devon, there's some some great spots there. I tend to be one that would prefer to have, you know, a, a Perhaps have a quite secondary wave as opposed to which is quiet as opposed to you mm, know, paddling yeah. up a Porth Levin or something. So, yeah, you know, Watergate Bay is great because you can just wander up and, and some of the North Devon beaches as well, top end of Woodacombe, where you can just find your own spot. Um, 
And um, yeah, yeah, obviously lucky enough to have surfed all, all around the north coast of Scotland. Wow. Some great spots in Wales and obviously the east coast as well. So I'm, um, yeah. yeah. But I think because you, because you live nowhere near the sea, you tend to travel. And so therefore you, you actually have an opportunity to go far more places than if I lived you know two miles from the local beach that's true yeah. actually i've never thought of that way because we always like oh god you know we wish you lived close or not but yeah that it does mean that you you will travel mm. to other spots won't you instead yeah. yeah so you're not just surfing your local all the time no yeah no. i've never thought of it that way that's a good way of thinking about it actually. i know you uh often visit one of my favorite spots as well which is zenon cove which ah. i spent many childhood holidays there with yeah. my dad and uh yeah. Well, with Leighton as well, we've told a story before. It's like, I think that's the first place I ever stood up on a surfboard. <laughs> it's not a place you want to learn to surf, Zenon Cove, really. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it can be quite, quite a heavy wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the great thing about it is, I mean, Gwenver itself, which is the next beach along, the, the landowner there has says he's never going to develop that, you know, and he right. still charges, I think it's maybe three pounds a day, you know, you yeah. know, and it's just like, if you want, according to him, if you want the tourism, go to Senna and that's not that touristy as in, you know, it's not that built up. It's still yeah. quite quaint, but yeah, my, um, actually ashes are going to be spilt there. there. So my wife wants to go before me cause she hates boats. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. well, you've actually had that conversation. <laughs> yeah. We've had so many dolphin experiences there that I, I mean, dolphins are one of my, yeah. favorite animals although the last three years i've just not seen any so i've been a little bit disappointed i keep going out my paddleboard and looking for them i remember when i used to go there when i was really young and the surfers used to sit out there and if they tap the front of their boards together the dolphins used to come and swim around them and uh, that's a moment we used to stay right where the main car park is yeah, there's yeah. a house right there it used to be a bed and breakfast and uh it used to be a lady called christine used to own that and we used to stay in there i don't know why i'm telling you all of this well, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just yeah we used to stay in there all the time and it was the most amazing place because i stayed in the it was a loft room and used to have the window open at night obviously and you, you'd wake up in the morning to that sound and you could just oh. tell when you were waking up to hearing that sound yeah, of zenith yeah. just like constantly like boom like that you know one after another it is a beautiful place yeah. i think it's because it's not as busy as the other beaches down right. down it. i mean it's just because you if you're going to drive down that way you pass so many beautiful places and so it's just a bit more of an effort to keep going isn't it when yeah. you could just stop and you know like do you yeah, well, like, if you're like you you stop at the first beach you can surf at <laughs> well yeah well, no, there's, <laughs> like, why would you keep driving <laughs> but the water quality there is just gorgeous isn't it yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's no, it's crystal blue place. isn't it yeah so what what have you got planned for the future then what's um so um for us so this year um I might be going on my first plane for two years um Christian surfers have got their national gathering in Norway in November mm-hmm. um so I've booked that with a fully flexible ticket. Um, <laughs> and then um, then obviously the adaptives in, in Pismo, in California, for the 6th to 11th. And then um, next year is quite a significant um, a number of events. So I've been doing this mad. I'm not actually employed by Christian Service. It's called Living by Faith. So enough people hopefully keep um, giving me the odd bits and pieces to keep me going although my wife really does keep me going um, <laughs> it's my 20th anniversary doing that because I had 20 years in industry yeah so I was a distribution director mm-hmm. for 20 years um, and so that'll be 20 years celebrating that and then my local skate park here in Nailsey it'll be our 20th anniversary of the skate festival which I run um, and then the Jesus Surf Classic will be the 30th anniversary wow so it's so a big year then there's quite a lot going on and then we've got one or two little ideas of just you know what 
what lockdown has meant and what's missing and how can we do things better so there's lots of sort of ideas about the types of maybe little niche comps we can do just to fit in just to help support british surfing really amazing so, that's so good yeah it looks to be and and obviously I'll, i will be visiting one or two of the other countries in in europe as well just to yeah well you've got flash. a really busy year ahead then mm. and what about like i know it's a similar sort of question to i asked earlier about like surfing around the uk about surfing around the world where's have you had a place you've surfed around the world and you've gone this is it this is the place i am um, we when the um southeast asia tsunami took place we ended up working we, we came up with a, a charity i was i remember sitting here in this room and just seeing the destruction on mm. the 26th of um december and me thinking we've got to do more than just giving money Mm-hmm. So I got together with uh, Dave Reed and Dave Manley, so UK Pro Surf Tour and, and BSA in those days. And um, I think it was Mike Searle from Carve um, to to raise a charity called Tsunami Surf Relief. Mm-hmm. And we raised £50,000 and wow. I did six short-term projects to Aragon Bay mm-hmm. um, in Sri Lanka. But when we did, this is fantastic just to see what was happening and that was a whole story um, altogether. But then... Uh, I think it was the next year, there was another big uh, tsunami in, uh, also affected um, Hanako Islands in mm-hmm. Indo. And I had a friend that basically said, look, he's, it's called Holidays with a Purpose. So it's not just a boat trip, but it's a boat trip where it's a bit cheaper, but we actually help the local communities. Mm-hmm. And so the guy said to me, if you can get me, Phil, um, help me to, to get a, a really good crew for this trip. Mm-hmm. then I'll help you get out there. And so there were 12 of us went on this little boat, went through Nias, and that was beautiful. And then we went to the Hanako Islands. And there was one particular day, we never saw another ship because it was just out of season. Yeah, It's amazing work and just seeing the local communities and so many fun stories. But there was one particular day where it was just me and this other guy on Bawa, I think it was. And the boat was just going off because we wanted just one more wave and there was just two of us in the water and it was about oh, six foot. Wow. And I remember thinking... We're the luckiest blokes alive at the yeah. moment. Oh, God. Just two and of I, you in the water. Yeah, I, oh. I should never get that. But the whole the concept of you know when it's when the surf's not great, we help the community and there's all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, funny you should say that. My friend we spoke about before, Chris, was actually in Indonesia when the tsunami happened, and it was like frantic for like days trying to make sure he was all right and he was supposed to go out on a boat trip that morning wow. um but he got too drunk the night before and he slept <laughs> in and they were up the hill slightly so they were all right wow i remember the first message i got off him to, to say he was all right was um alcohol saved my life but india's ruined my ass <laughs> <laughs> and that's we've spoke about a friend chris before and he's so happy go lucky and he's like <laughs> yeah. he's just he, blissfully unaware of everything that's going on yeah. around him yeah didn't he have the t-shirt mate and alcohol saved my life or something <laughs> like that yeah it was uh yeah so but, uh, you're you're a really good surfer in longboarding and shortboarding then i'm certainly not a good longboarder no i enjoy it yeah um, so what what one do you lean towards definitely more shortboard yeah you know i always say you know i have this joke that a longboard is for uh, Christmas, not for life, but all my longboard community will <laughs> not want to forget that. Um, but obviously, um, no, I, I, I just enjoy it. And there will be a stage when I can no longer ride a shortboard, I would imagine. But at the moment, well, you know, you're I don't think that's going to be just, anytime soon, though. Yeah, from that I was video. Say, it's, it's just proof, isn't it, that, yeah. that you, you can just surf for as long as you like, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, you know, we all, we never know what's around the corner. So I'm very lucky with my health. Mm-hmm. You know, I know plenty of people that sadly, 
and are not so fortunate. And so you just don't know in a year's time, you know, it might be things be different. So mm. hence the live life to the full and see what I can do. But definitely for me, um, 98% of the time I'll go shortboarding. Um, but there's a great longboard community yeah. and um, there's something special about them. So I do enjoy them. And obviously the, out the seven boys, again, that muddy brother community is something I. So have you surfed, surfed the seven ball? Yeah, you've surfed seven ball. It's my 30th anniversary. This wow. Year. Really? Yeah. What do you ride that on them? Because I've heard that it can just trash your ball. Yeah, and it can, can. So that new blue ball, it won't go anywhere near. <laughs> no. So I've got a big old 10 foot um, board that is pretty, um, yeah. We're, we're I gonna could have, use that blue thing that I've got. We're going to have to do it soon <laughs> because it's only just up the road for us. Like, why haven't we done that? It's, it's, I've heard it's really dangerous because of all the debris that's. In yeah, the water. Well, I mean, it's, it's always one of those things that, that it is dangerous. And sometimes I get concerned when people go, oh, we're just going to ride it. And it's like, mm. well, what I'd ask is just have a look first. Yeah. Because there's one particular, you know, the, the holiday route, as we call them, where it's very simple to get in. Mm-hmm. There's one place where you walk across the sandbank mm-hmm. um, and you probably walk 200 meters to the, the river and you can see the boar coming. Um, wow. if there is a bore mm. you can jump on it ride then you'll come off but of course that 200 meters of sandbank by the time you come off is now fully covered yeah so suddenly you've now got to paddle 300 meters to the shore with a 10 or 11 knot tide taking you down with the river and flood yeah, yeah. i suppose that's the things people don't think about in it no. you know, just turning up and so how how many times a year does it can you surf it then? Um, Do you just surf it once a year? Because it's not, it's not just once a year, is no, it? No, it's probably maybe 60 times a year, of which 30 are at night. Right. Um, and if the full moon's there, you can surf it at night. But obviously, you wouldn't recommend it unless you no. really knew what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And some years it can be very, very low. And other years it can be quite interesting. And that's when the, the circus yeah. comes to town, which yeah. we try to avoid. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we saw. We I think we nearly went one year about five o'clock in the morning, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, but the weather was absolutely awful, and it was sort of like. Nah. Well, we were trying to organise because we we did like you said. We like you, you must read up first about, it, and we we were reading a few bits about, it, and then how far you can go. It we were just like we we need another, we need like a crew, like a land crew to yeah. get you back yeah. afterwards because you could go a mile down i'm not carrying a board a mile <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's all part of it you know and that's hence you know this time of year you're going through head high stinging nettles as well when you're trying to get off the back so it's it's certainly not for the faint-hearted um it's an amazing community yeah very welcoming providing people are just safe about it you know and yeah. Um, yeah yeah after like we've said speaking to people that know you and have spoken to you and all the connections you've gotten made throughout the year have you had a point when you've been surfing and you actually have been a bit starstruck by someone who you're there surfing with or who's been around you and but you know had that moment of oh like you know (laughs) um because you you don't strike me as the type of person that would see anybody any different every single person is sort of on the same sort of level if if that makes sense yeah i mean they are all humans you know we yeah. all make mistakes together but i think uh, <laughs> the only time i've ever been to hawaii i just so happened to keep bumping into sunny garcia <laughs> so <laughs> he and i got about four selfies together <laughs> it was so, i think this guy again <laughs> i implemented the selfies not sunny but it was uh it was i was about to say that was that him going it's me and phil <laughs> <laughs> he was in the hic pro and i was there and uh yeah so um but uh, he was uh, again and um one of the two of the characters 
that I saw there where you're literally queuing up in the supermarket um, and there they are. They're just uh, amazing surfers and you're next to them in the coffee queue and that sort of stuff. Wow. Yeah, because you, you do, you have that sort of separation of like, especially especially younger people, like, you know, idolise these like professional surfers and stuff. And you never think like there's some point in their life where they're just at home and they're going to buy bread or, yeah. you know, yeah. you know? <laughs> going to get milk. <laughs> well, I did, I, one of the places I'll never ever forget, I was in um, a little quiet spot in in ireland on the north coast and um it was basically not many people knew about it and we we got there and we walked up towards this you had to go up this track about four or five hundred meters and there was just tom curran on what? sitting on his own what um and it was just like and he obviously done his research as, as tom does and yeah. yeah it was just brilliant just catching up with him again oh amazing <laughs> in well, the middle of nowhere just contemplating his life and yeah. It's, it's a, you definitely are the most well connected <laughs> in the UK definitely I think after talking to you I can honestly say you're probably the nicest surfer in the UK as well <laughs> I, <don't know> about <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine you getting angry when somebody drops in on you <laughs> I try not to no obviously no I'm, I'm pretty mellow I think <laughs> so when, when's your next surf session then do you think um well I actually was just looking I've got to I'm going to so on um uh thursday i'm gonna go and see you you've interviewed them surfability yeah yes um just to pick their brains as far as the adapt is concerned Absolutely fantastic um mm. so um i think there's a bit of a northerly on that day so i'll either go and see ben and score a few waves there or perhaps go on the wave i um on the way there but um have you have you met ben before yeah yeah we would love getting on with ben and, and yeah the, the crew it and, was really powerful for, for pete and i uh because we not that we were planning to, but he invited us in the water when we interviewed him for, for the morning. And so we ended up volunteering and it was, I just wish we were closer so we could go more often. And yeah. it, it was just, yeah, it was a really powerful experience. And um, just what the power of the ocean does to those kids was just so valuable for, for them. And, and they just all of a sudden come alive in the water and it was just beautiful. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. We've urged... On the podcast, so you know, if you can get there to volunteer, it's like everybody wins in the yeah, scenario. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. It, it was, it was just, it's, yeah. It uh, it affected me much more than I thought it would affect me. Like thinking about it for well, We're still just buzzing, now, bu- still, buzzing for weeks. It's not only the buzzing, but just just the the whole experience. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't even put into words how it, it did affect me. It, was, it, it wasn't just me... in the water either. It was when we were getting ready to go in the water and helping with the, with the buggies down to the yeah, beach. Yeah. yeah. And they were just it. their excitement before their excitement in the water. And then afterwards it, just, it was just so amazing and chatting to some of the parents and stuff. And they were just so thankful that that yeah. was there yeah. and it all, all from surfing. You know, I, I almost said just from surfing, but we all know how powerful it is. Yeah. I think it was that, of what we did really on the day mm. was nothing nothing major that you and I did no and no. the small amount that we put into it just to see the outcome of what was happening i know it's it's surfability that was doing all the work yeah, you know yeah. but we were just there really to chat and talk and we ended up mm. helping out a little bit and doing different bits and pieces but it mm. was just that small amount of effort and if like everyone could just put that li- like you know, give up half a day or, you know, mm. once a month or once a year 
the amount of joy it brings to people is yeah, yeah. is just well, absolutely saying, incredible. Yeah, you, yeah, the the kind of everybody wins in that scenario. Yeah. 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 So you've also done Wave Project, haven't you? Yeah. So I've just finished my fourth course at the Wave, um, and I I always joke and exactly what you said there. Who's going to have the biggest smile at the end of that session? Yeah. The, the youngsters or me? It's a close young thing. But that yeah. was a much better way of describing it than I did. <laughs> yeah, you took my five minutes to do that. <laughs> but yeah, just to see the difference between, you know, the wave. We're fortunate enough to have you know, just waves guaranteed. Um, yeah, yeah. And 10 youngsters on each side with some great helpers um, and in a controlled environment. Um, but just to see the difference between on day one Mm-hmm. you know to to the end of the sixth um week where they go on the waikiki for the first time it's yeah. just fantastic and i yeah just keep in touch with them because it's it makes such a difference you know yeah. and um they all love getting involved with each other as well yeah. that's the great yeah. thing yeah um and yeah so, we noticed that when it, they were all kind yeah. of yeah like almost like uh, laughing at each other splashing each yeah, other and absolutely. things like that. Yeah. yeah just just having a great time yeah so well, you're talking about the wave then, actually. So you mentioned earlier that you you knew you know Nick Hainsfield for for ten years. So you knew him like before the idea of the wave, and um, he um, <laughs> he basically um, you know his dad sadly passed away, and he was in a pub with somebody and said, right, what am I going to do to make my dad proud? Mm-hmm. And ah, we could build a wave machine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he wrote the uh, he wrote this sort of press release, which was just floating the idea. Yeah. And of course, obviously, as soon as you float idea, people think it's going to happen. Yeah. And I remember reading that and thinking, okay, I quite like, because there was obviously more to it than just trying to make money out of a wave machine. Yeah. Um, and so I said, look, this is who I am. This is what I do. If you, um, if you think I can help in any way, just get in touch. And he rang me up to say, Phil, let's, let's have a, a good old chat. And so I had about an hour and a half with him. Mm. Um, just talking about everything and at that stage they were going to have a foundation as part of the the wave um, and I was going to be in, involved in that which right. uh, over the years it's, it's changed a bit because that's how I first got to know him. and I've been on this roller coaster journey with him where he's had some big highs and some pretty big lows yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it's been a fantastic journey and you know now all my friends that think Phil, why on earth are you running Christian surfers in the middle of nowhere? Well, I've now got the longest wave and I've got the most consistent wave. You know, Absolutely, yeah. It, <laughs> 40 well, it's me. great for us, isn't it, down here? You know, just, yeah, yeah waves, whenever, whenever there's that, there's that terrible flat period this summer. And I, I think it, the stats were the flattest August. 13 18 years. Year, yeah, yeah, something, something like, like that. Like, yeah. So the wave then, it's just become oh. so valuable, doesn't it, for, for us a lot? Because... Well, you, you can, you can, it can quench that thirst that yeah. you have, and and it's a great atmosphere there. Isn't it, it is, yeah, and I think that atmosphere is there is because of, like you said, it's not, it's not about making money. There's that, it's like a passion behind it, and you can feel that when you go in there. Like mm. it is a proper, you know, built by a surfer for surfers. Yeah. You can feel that as like that, that core surfers element to it, which is. It's just nice just going there, like even if you're not going to surf. Yeah. It's just nice going and watching and having having a coffee in, in the coffee shop. I, I, I love the place, I really yeah. do. Yeah. So we're, we're going there in a few weeks, aren't we, I think? Cut that bit out. <laughs> we're not allowed to say that, sorry. It's <laughs> a surprise bit. That's what my eyes did. You, you just, 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 just looked at me and thought, oh no, yeah, cut that bit out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a surprise birthday for um, the guy that shaped our board, uh. um, Dom 
from Origin Surf. Okay. okay. And uh, yeah, he's turning 14. We've booked out the whole session with people he knows. Oh, it's tw- 20 people. So cut all of that yeah. out. <laughs> I was like that. What are you saying? <laughs> Well, uh, I was going to say, is there anything else you actually do in surfing? I don't think there's anything you don't do to do with surfing <laughs> yeah, there's or nothing in else surfing. you can do in surfing. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, me, we're, it's an honour to meet you tonight, Phil. And uh, Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for agreeing to come on and just tell us a bit about yourself and your life in surfing. And yeah. It's been an incredible life. Definitely, <laughs> that anyone would wish for. I think. Yeah, definitely, and I, I love the I love the fact you're still skating and stuff as well. That's so cool. Well, I yeah, I think you know if you if you ask me to do an ollie and that, forget that. But if you gave me a little half pipe or something, I'd be quite happy with that. Oh, and nice. I think, again, you know, on my sixtieth um, this year, I had a big celebration at the way, but I also rode my first rode my skate park here just to prove that I could, and that some of the Grommies were there. Um, but yeah, I've still got my board from nineteen sort of eighty four. What, Ooh, what is it? Inch. It's a Sims ten inch thing with Kryptonic wheels and tracker tracks. And- wow! <laughs> the, the amount of people that like say like I've, I've had boards for years, and the amount of people that actually say, "Oh yeah, I used to have like a board with like Krypton wheels," and and you're like, "All oh, right, you're right, right." But to hear someone say, "I've actually still got it," you're like, "Oh." That's a bit special. Um, my friend Sam at the Wave, he he posted a picture the other day, and some guy came down, and he, I think he was from Canada, and he had a board which is an old Roscoe board, and um, yeah, it's like the original sort of eighties one, and he, he was trying to get off him, but he was having none of it apparently. So. <laughs> well, Pete, Pete's the skater. But I, I used to, we used to skate together, didn't we? And yeah. then you obviously were better than me, and so I gave up. <laughs> but I used to have um, a Natus board. Like uh, one of the original ones, didn't I? And you went yeah. mad because I sold it at a car boot sale for a fiver. <laughs> criminal. I didn't really know what I had. <laughs> yeah, well, you sell that now. I went, oh, actually, I was on the way home, I'll pull it up on eBay and show you how much it's worth. Oh, how much is it worth you now? don't want to do that. About five or six hundred quid probably at for least a, just for the board. For escape. Oh, yeah. I had that, um, those little tiny, what was the the different coloured wheels out. They were really, really small and really wide. Oh, yeah, they were and then like, the hollow trucks, yeah. the white hollow trucks. Yeah, I think a Thunderbolt trucks or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Well, I don't know what that means. Is that good? Or, yeah. yeah, I can't even remember now. It was so long ago. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. think I think that's been absolutely fantastic. Well, I just appreciate you. I mean, I am very, very fortunate. I'm, I'm always amazed just how many volunteers there are that give themselves selflessly for surfing. And I'm just fortunate enough to to get to know them as well and, and that always puts a smile on my face as well because even at places like the wave you've got a barista as opposed to a barrister mm-hmm. that may just say they don't even surf and then you just see them beginning to surf lessons and going yeah. through and then they perhaps get a job as a lifeguard or a coach or whatever and you just think that's progression and i think for me just seeing that the young grommies again that were in the surf classic 30 years ago yeah yeah and just to see how they've gone on and um yeah i've just been very fortunate it's definitely a lifestyle isn't it it's rather than a hobby yeah 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 Yeah, well thanks for coming on phil it's been great thank you very much god bless you guys and keep up the great work (laughs) cheers thank you thanks for that phil that was great i think he is actually the nicest guy in surfing he is when we were when we went to interview him on the day he's like invited us us to his house which was really nice um and um he'd been was it expert left that day or something like that yeah is that what he said a bit of the wave surfing the expert left yeah so you know 60 years old surfing expert left and he's still skateboarding yeah keen skateboarder he's just absolute proof 
that you can just keep going. Yeah. You know, like what an absolute legend. Yeah. Lovely, lovely guy. And when, when we went to leave, he handed us a Bible. Yeah. Which surfers, is really nice. The, the Surfer's Bible. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I mean, it's really yeah, nice. Really nice of him. And we're, we're not religious, but I thought that was, that was quite touching. It's like, like a quite a nice thing. Yeah. I yeah. Like yeah. Really nice guy. Nice, as Leighton says, nice enough to invite us to his home to do the chat. And oh my god, the stories! Like I don't I think, think we even scratch the surface no, of what he's done. I think that's the type. Of, it feels the type of person. I think that it would be good to sit round a campfire one night and just hit record. Yeah, and just you'd let have him like talk. four hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'd still wouldn't get into everything he's done. You know, it's I can imagine you like saying if you've known him for years and you go surfing and you know you'll you'd be out and be out in the lineup and he'll come up with some story and you'll be like, well, I never knew that about you. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, that was the day I uh, beat up a shark. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's just, he just had a whole lifetime of surfing, like a actual, you know, hardcore. An surfer. actual legend. An, an actual, actual living legend. legend. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was brilliant. Thank you, Phil. Um, don't forget then, head over to Golden Boy, our sponsors for today and get 10% off Anything you order from there and use the code the UK Surf Show. Or head over to Northcourt and get 15% off your order when you use the code SS2021. Yeah, and then as we said, go to Buy Me Coffee, go to the membership area, and there is a shed load of other codes there for you. Uh, or if you wanted to support the show a bit more, you can also become a member of either one of those tiers. And also, if you're going to book at the Wave, remember to book through us as well. Go over to YouTube, subscribe to us. Or go over to iTunes and leave us a review. Nice five-star one would be nice. Nice five-star review would be lovely for you. Thank you very yeah. much. I'm talking to you. You there now, I'm talking to you. Five-star <laughs> review on iTunes. That would be lovely. Thank you. We love you. Uh, yeah, give us a follow on Spotify if that's where you get your podcasts from. Or we all go over to Instagram and we are active on Instagram. Yeah, at the UK Surf Show. So that's it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening. Do hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you next time with... The Lazy Surfer. Ooh. Cheers. Bye.